Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing well. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. On today's episode, it's just me. It's a solo one and, you know, continuing where I was last time. But I realized that I think I am spending too much time on here. I just need to wrap it up and tell you a lot how the friendships came to an end because it's quite obvious that I'm no longer friends or great friends anyway with the girls that I'm talking to who had a massive impact in the way I defined friendship in the past and what I wanted my friendships to be like, I suppose. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, I hope you're all doing good. I'm doing good. I've just been, I think at the moment I am going through an, a whole different journey, a whole new journey that I've embarked. And I think I've always been on this journey. I think, I think it's been a long time since I could, I had the mind to question things myself. I've been questioning things, but now it's becoming louder and louder. It's a spiritual journey and it's a journey that I think I haven't openly spoke about really to the way I would speak and back other things in life. I think this particular part of my life, just like my culture has kind of like been shoved down, which is interesting which is very interesting because <laughs> my culture is very important. And actually it's the, it's the thing that keeps me grounded is my culture. And my, my faith is also something that's important and that keeps me grounded. But the fact that in this society that we live in, in this Western world that I live in currently, it is not widely embraced. So both I was pretty ashamed about for a long, long time, but no more, honey. No more, right? We're moving forward now. Now we're going to live unapologetically because everybody else is living unapologetically, right? Everybody else is living unapologetically at the moment. Why not me? And if that means talking about my faith and talking about my culture and expressing the things that I believe, then why not, right? But I am noticing a trend currently in society. I am noticing a trend. I know I've already ranted about cancel culture, 
but I am noticing a massive trend on what's who who's able to speak and who's able to speak on what and is their voice silenced or are they allowed to speak and there's a massive trend out here I what have I been up to I'm recording this on a Monday so I haven't been really been up to much besides the weekend and at the weekend I you know chilled it was a child-free weekend, so I chilled, just had some me time. I recorded something else that will come out at a later date. But yeah, man, I when I was actually recording yesterday, I had somebody around and I was recording an episode with this person. And whilst they were talking, I thought to myself, like, this is too... This conversation we're having here is so uncomfortable for a lot of people. It's a conversation that a lot of people are unwilling to have. But I feel like the, like this, I want to create a safe space for all conversations to be had and for different opinions to be shared. So I feel like it's just too important of a, of a show, I suppose, I, I don't know. I'm being really serious at the moment. It's not funny, funny song. I bet you like, like get to the funny parts. <laughs> get to the interesting parts. Come on, rub it up, rub it up with your rant and your speech. But yeah, I hope this makes sense anyway. Um, and I hope that somebody out there understands what it is I'm talking about. And by me saying unapologetic, it doesn't mean that I am going to be disrespectful. I, I wish not to be disrespectful towards people and their views and their opinions. But at the same time, I would wish that my views and opinions are equally respected. You know what I mean? Because I like, who am I to tell somebody what they believe is wrong? I can only speak on my truth. And if you feel convicted in that, if you feel triggered in that to the point where you're feeling like you want to war me, look within, look within and see if your argument really is with me. <laughs> look within. Right, and think, hold on a minute, I'm about to insert my opinions as far, yeah, you get it, you get it, but yeah, just me today, and I don't think I want to make it like a long episode where I do like embarrassing stories or anything like that, I think I am just looking to get into it, right, to so just get into it, but I will rant, yeah, I will rant, I think I need to release I think I've already done it. I don't, I've already ranted in a way of how we're living in a society that this is okay and this is not okay. Yeah, where were we last time? I was talking about my friendships. I was talking about how I was navigating those friendships and, you know, what was happening and some of the commentary and just some of the things that were said, etc. And you know what? Frankly, these two girls, and I think I'm just going to call it call them friend one and friend two. These two girls were so pinnacle to my development in my teenage years, in my the way I look at friendship and form. I think I've already said all those things, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I genuinely loved these girls, like I've already said. Um, but I think just things came to a head. So I'll start with friend one of how it unraveled that me and friend one were no longer friends, right? And how I felt at the fact that we were no longer friends. So me and friend one getting on, 
you know but then obviously the friendship circle like I was saying it was growing and there was things happening and I felt like I was you know what I mean having to do things out of character anyway friend two friend two gets in a little relationship that kind of like friend one had a you know was dating the best friend of friend two this is really revealing right but I'll leave it there I won't say anything else besides that friend one and friend two were dating friends right but things had gotten a little bit mixed up upside down um along the similar time so it was a little bit orcs in the in the friendship group however I was friends with both girls myself I was Switzerland because I'm not I'm really not involved and I'm not about to start picking sides when, especially when I don't feel like I have to pick sides. But if you make me feel like I have to pick a side, then clearly it's you who's a problem to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like why disturb my peace <laughs> when it's not me? I'm not involved like that. I am chilling with friend two, chilling at her house and her little man comes over, the friend comes over and again, I was never involved in this. Like, I didn't know when these people were going to come around. Sometimes it just popped up. So you don't really have time to react to be like, oh, I am breaching some kind of code here for friend one. So I have to leave because that's not even how I looked at it. I feel like if it was breaching a code, it would be to, to do it to make plans with you know what I mean to reach out to the friends and be like let's make plans because that's when it becomes a little bit techy because that's when I'm crossing boundaries a little bit but that was never the case right that was never the case for me anyway if the if if friend two and the boys had other ulterior motives I was never involved in that so we just kept it pushing. And I remember one time um, we're chilling and these things is happening over the time. It's like, you know, some months go by and nothing, 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 nothing has been said. Nothing has been said from friend one to pop up to be like, bro, this is this that's happening. It's making me feel some type of way for me to have the opportunity to be like, oh, rah. I didn't realize that's how I was coming across. I just was never involved like that. Um, but I think before this incident happened, I was already in the, how do we, when you log off a little bit, when you start seeing things that you don't agree with and you start feeling things you don't like really agree with. And like I said, when those comments were made to me, even though we were young, but I think like over the years, over time, I would receive a lot of backhanded comment comments. And I'll tell you an example. This is a perfect example. One time, friend one comes over and like, um, well, not comes over. Me, friend one and friend two are together. And friend one is all like to me, hmm, them, them the boys, you know, where there was this group of black guys, predominantly black guys anyway, a group of them. They were talking about you and they were like laughing. And my man was at the, was at the forefront of those jokes, right? And I was like, your boyfriend was at the forefront of make of making those jokes. So in my head, I'm thinking you clearly checked him. Surely, if my man was chatting like ab about my friend, like I would say something. I'd be like, "Babe, what are you playing at? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. That's my friend. You're taking the piss, especially in front of." everybody to me you're taking the mick but even behind the scenes if my man was to start talking shit about my friend best friend at that right i would be like bro what is your problem 
what is your problem? Like, what is it that you have got against this girl that you cannot let go of, right? I would really question it because it's not normal for somebody's name to constantly be in your mouth, laughing at them, mocking them. Bro, that's admiration. <laughs> it's it's so unhealthy, right? For me to fixate on an individual and draw them out and make fun of their looks, make fun of everything that they do, it's so unusual, Right, but I won't speak too much on that about how it's it, no, nah, I will, I will, I will. It's so unusual. This boyfriend would literally make fun of my the way I look, he would make fun of my lip. My bottom lip is bigger than my top lip, it's always bro. I was born that way, but he would make fun of it. He would, his brothers would join in, and the thing is, everybody would laugh right now i'm not saying that i was not part of immature shit like that but i feel like when you feel like the pressure or the attention is constantly on you when it's on somebody else you laugh louder you laugh a bit louder it's 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 a relief right however looking back now i'm just thinking no i didn't really agree with that and do you know what do you know what I used to feel anxiety. I just never knew that it was defined, right? I didn't know that it was defined as anxiety. But every single time when we used to go to um, this place where we would like meet up on a Friday because that's when our Sabbath hour starts. So we'd have like youth meeting up and all these things and then socializing at the end. I would get mad anxiety. It would, it would be like, there would be an excitement element of it because you're going to socialize with your friends and these are your friends. But then there would also be a massive anxiety element of it because it was never like you, like the dude, right. There was no relief. It was a little bit relentless where everything will get drawn out and if you even show a little bit of weakness where your your emotions are triggered a little bit then they would um they would turn it up a notch turn it up a notch and I think I was a bad friend in those instances because I didn't back it either in terms of like when my friends are being drawn out in those scenarios I would I didn't back it right? Sometimes I would, for sure I would, but for the majority, I wouldn't back it because it's just, it's nice for it not to be me, right? I'll be honest. It's nice for it not to be me. So sometimes to even back it sometimes to be like, oh, leave her alone or don't say that you're bringing, you're calling, you're calling to be (laughs) in the firing line, right? And yeah so her man is busy chatting 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 and she's all like oh I didn't say anything I just kind of like laughed I just didn't make a comment this is now later in our lives yeah we're old enough to have boyfriends now and we've experienced having boyfriends for a little bit and I'm now thinking mad that's mad that you said nothing right because if I remember when we went to X, Y, and Z, and he was busy calling new names in front of everybody, I was saying, no, don't talk to her like that. Got in a screaming match with your man to defend you, right? But months later, your man is chatting about me, laughing at me behind my back. You, my best friend, couldn't even pipe up to say, bro, that's not cool. Mm. That made me question everything and I think it takes one event for me to 
question all the other events for me to actually start thinking what else right so now i'm you've triggered a and now i'm starting to revisit all the conversation everything that's happened where i'm thinking actually i never felt great there actually either i never felt great there i never and from that just came like realizing in my head that it wasn't that healthy for me to be in this friendship right but i didn't come to that conclusion just yet i hadn't come to that conclusion just yet we carried on we still chilled um then i heard i think the girl told me herself actually right um we went clubbing one time we're in club and this guy and again it's really mad the little things that stay with you to her it was nothing it was absolutely nothing but to me it was a lot we went clubbing and um she i think it was this phase as well where i was obsessed absolutely it makes me sick but i was obsessed with light skin guys oh my god i love lighties you know what i mean guys <laughs> Like is for the win. Like what the heck? If only they knew who I ended up in a relationship with. Yeah, lighties. So you know, going clubbing when you get attention from a lighty, gassed, gassed. So I remember one time she came up to me. She was like, "Oh, some guy called me over," and then I went over and he asked me about you, and then I just gave him the middle finger, and I thought, no big deal, NBD. NBD, no big deal, right? But it made me think: Do you not want good for me in terms of like things that bring us joy in life? Because why did that bother you to the point where you felt the need to throw your middle fingers up at my man? Because he was asking about me, was it the fact that he was asking about me, or was it the fact that he called you over to ask about me when he could have come himself? But if you are showing signs that we're friends, he's asking you to wing, wingmaning. This is what wingmaning is, isn't it? So again, that was that made me go, huh? Though I didn't care, right, in terms of like the guy itself, but I think it's the connotations, the 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 tones of why you did what you did that made me go okay <laughs> this is just the lead up to why i felt the way i felt so it sounds really petty i think some of the things that i'm saying but you know at the time when you are quite impressionable and you are formulating your ideas of the world and what it is that you do want out of the world etc i feel like then my mind started waking up to the fact that maybe we just not maybe we just don't have the definition of friendship or what that means to us maybe it's not aligned you know what i mean maybe i expect too much as well you know what i'm saying but the one thing that i know i never did to just such a great extent anyway is to is to communicate what it is that i'm saying now it's only hindsight it's only after the fact and i think i've made that clear that these things are coming up after the fact i don't regret anything any of the decisions that i made whatsoever stand by them um to this day but i think at the time it would have been worth to have a conversation but I, at at the time i didn't know how to communicate i didn't know how to say to somebody bro you're hurting me when you tell me we are best friends 
right? But then you tell me that your man has been chatting behind my back and laughing at me and humiliating me while I'm not even there, right? It hurts my feelings to know that you as my best friend wouldn't even open your mouth to be like, bro, stop that. It's it's my best friend. It's Tawonga. Like, you may, don't need to like her, but you know what I mean? And when it came to my looks, you didn't even go, no, you lot, she's so, like, she's beautiful, right? You didn't even utter those words whatsoever, ever, right? And I feel like sometimes we can say things like this when it is a safe space and it's been an environment that's been created for us to communicate these things but i think in passing if i've ever asked bro what did you say about that it was just i want to laugh da, da, da. so i think you know if it's a safe space or not i think sipo um touched up on it a little bit when he was talking about his workplace not being a safe space and all those things yes right environments like that oh, there could be environments like that, but I think we also as a human being should still do the communicating because after the fact we can say, well, at least I tried, at least I'm in this position because I tried. Right. Um, so though I didn't communicate directly, but I think in those moments when I'm questioning her motives or what she, you know, how she feels towards me when I'm not there, um, I think that was challenging it, but my way of communicating and I was getting the answers I needed, but I suppose somebody else would be thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I've been asked that question. Maybe I should have done more, but I don't know if that was the case. Anyway, so now that is happening. The friends dating the, the, the friends and yeah, it's all getting a little bit messy. Um, And then one day, it was like one day. And you know what? Let me say this as well. Goodness gracious. There's segues upon segues. This story... <laughs> Is a maze. <laughs> ah, let me say this. Right. At the time where this, this friendship was coming to an end was happening. I thought, I thought that friend one and friend two were much closer than I was to friend one or friend two. I think they were much, much closer. Right. That's how I felt. But I remember um i think it was friend two messaging me or me messaging friend two whatever going to the other person's house and while i was not the other person's house going to her house but i don't know who called for this meeting i remember going there and it was like have you been experiencing this have you been experiencing that have you been experiencing this as well but how about you how about those backhanded compliments or comments that you get like oh you look nice but it will look nicer if like you know what i mean just little back and you know we were both like rah i've been experiencing that i've been experiencing that and it was almost as if for the first time we we're able to communicate about what was happening with our other friend right without feeling or i let me speak for myself it's like everything that I was feeling at that time about our friend was, you know, when somebody is, um, oh, what's the word, man? I was vindicated in my thinking, right? Because somebody was like, I've been experiencing this, the same thing too. So I didn't feel crazy. I didn't feel crazy for thinking and feeling the way I was because somebody else was going me too, right? 
And in that moment, I realized, hold on a minute. If you're feeling this way and I'm feeling this way and we have been feeling this way, that means we've just been suffering in silence, so to speak, because it kind of like promotes her being at the top of the food chain, if that makes sense. And I don't work like that. I do not work like that. I wouldn't want to be top of the food chain when it comes to friendships. And I wouldn't want somebody else to dictate to me how I should feel and think. But it happened as though friend one, it, from what we analyzed and observed and concluded, friend one was pitting us against each other. She would say things to her. She would say things to me about the other person. And it would make us feel some type of way towards each other whilst simultaneously looking to her as making plans directly with her so we were both going to her she was our channel of let me make plans with you and then friend two would be like let me make plans with you so friend one was winning all around right that's why I felt like the two were closer because they were spending a lot more time with each other than I was with friend one because to me it didn't feel nice spending being friends with her that much like actively doing things and going places and seeing it didn't feel good because I felt like I was put down all the time if I wear something it would be like mm, that would look better on me are you for mm -hmm. you know what I mean <laughs> just little things like that that just get under your skin a little bit to be like is there any time that you do find me beautiful you do think I'm doing something right so it just felt a little bit like hanging off of her every word you know she has the power and the ability to make or break your mood um so when me and friend two were talking about this that's what we were discovering to be like this is mad you have been feeling that way and yeah like I said when that was affirmed to me that I wasn't crazy I realized that I can't be part of it anymore I can't put myself in those situations or scenarios anymore. By this point, friend one has, you know, um, widened her friendship circle because of school, etc. I mean, you do get more friends. Um, so she's got other people in her echo chamber and I've still, I don't have friends. My friends are friend one and friend two. Those are my friends, right? So it was quite daunting for me to be like, this is how I feel about my friend. I'm not going to have many friends if I was to not be friends with this person. But it took a lot of talking to myself to say, you know what? If you've got one friend in this world who meets your needs somewhat and who is a good friend to you, then that's all you need, right? And that's what I said to myself. Okay, cool. But I would still talk to my friend. I would still interact with my friend, what friend one that is. Um, until, da, 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 I think I've dragged it out for a long, long time. Me saying how the friendship ended doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk or reference these girls ever again. But it's setting the scene of what's happened to, in my life and stuff. And it would make sense if I ever reference any of these girls, it would make sense of where we're coming from and what's happened. Because like I said, they've played a huge, huge part in my, in my development. So the reason why my friendship ended with friend one was because it came to a head when, um, one time I'm at my friend two's house and we're chilling and her little boyfriend comes over, brings a friend because where one was, the other wasn't like far away if that makes sense they were 
they traveled together constantly. Everything they did, they did together. Um, and yeah, so somehow the news gets to our friend that the boys were there chilling and they were, I was there too. Um, and she kind of sends me a message saying, I hear that you were chilling with him, message, mentions the name. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because he came around with this other friend and we were all chilling. I had no idea that they were going to show up. They just kind of did. And the way I remember it, she kind of was like, you've got girl code. What happened to girl code? You should have left. You should have done. You should have done. And you've been chilling for some time with them. Does that mean that you're interested in him? Do you find, I'm thinking, where is this? Where is this coming from? <laughs> you, rah. I owe you girl code. Yeah. When your man was busy, I owe you girl code though. When you could have had a chance to defend me, I owe you girl code though. These times I've just told you, I didn't even know they were going to show up. I didn't even know they were going to be there. I went there for our friend, for friend too. That's the only way, the only reason I went there. That's, I didn't know there was any other plans that were going to be had until they were happening. Do you want me to jump over the fence to run away? And also, why should I? You know what I mean? And we kind of like went back and forth in messages. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I don't want to be your friend anymore. This is crazy to me. How you can say that I want somebody who you are dating, right? Have I ever done that? Have I ever given you an indication that I would do that? No. You can call me out on any other things, right? But to accuse me of carrying on with somebody you like, to me, it's highly offensive that you would think that. And it's highly offensive that you would have the audacity to try and dictate to me what I should have done in that situation, right? Especially when I've told you how the situation played out. So I kind of said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. This is just not what I do. And I just kind of like said, do you? So it just felt a little bit misplaced. It felt really like this person doesn't know me whatsoever. And it felt like all these years where I have felt really misunderstood and I haven't felt seen by you, even though we've been the bestest of friends and we've had such good times, it has come to this. So, you know, she was kind of like, no, no, let's work it out. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. But I think I had tapped out by then. And I just, I was just like, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to change my mind about what it is that I'm saying. Again, remember, I was already on the road to this point. I was already feeling hard done by. And sincere, from the bottom of my heart, I apologize to friend one because she had no idea that this is how I was feeling you get it. So to me, this was the easy, easiest way out was to just bow out of the friendship and to just move forward with my life. Right. Um, and this doesn't mean that I started hating the girl and I started spreading rumors about the girl. No, it wasn't like that, that I just drew a line. Right. And in fact, I was even cordial, like, is it called cordial? civil i'm just gonna use the word civil i was very civil because no bad blood to anybody peace be upon you and your family no bad blood right but i think the events that followed after 
and what I found out after is what I think catapulted, catapulted it into irreparable damages for a long, long time. But what's mad is I had no idea that was happening behind the scenes. So I was just living life thinking I've made my peace with that friendship. I've made my peace with everybody. Right? I'm just going to keep living life. These times there's some, some untruths being spread by the person who I thought was my friend. Like you're Jesus. Honestly, you can't write this and you can't make it up. But yeah, that's how this friendship kind of like came to a head and came to an end. It was just a series of a lot of things said, a lot of backhanded things said. And yeah, no, I am not, I am not, well, I am not claiming to have been the greatest friend, right? But I know I wasn't a bad friend. I know when it counted, when it truly counted, I know that I wasn't a bad friend. Um, and when it truly mattered in terms of like trying to understand somebody or trying to be there for somebody or backing somebody or standing up for somebody, I know that when it wasn't harmless fun like like well like I said when I said that her man at the time was like this right when he's talking about somebody else and everybody else is laughing and I was part of that group that was laughing to me that's things that that's just you can't hold somebody too accountable for that but when it's not because it's me. I'm thinking like, you know, if, if it's me who did it, it's fine. No, <laughs> not like that. Just listening to myself speak. But in terms of like, some of it is just childish, just children being children. But some of it is opportunities for you to be like, babe, no, too much. And even in moments like that, at some points, the joke stops being funny where you need to say something. I just never felt like I had that. Um, which is, which was upsetting at the time. Um, now couldn't care less because, because fr frankly, if that's the way people want to live is putting each other down all the time instead of lifting each other up or, you know what I mean? Backing each other and standing up for each other and going, no, don't talk about them. They don't even have a chance to defend themselves. Things like that. I think, yeah, but this was when we were younger, um, I have no clue, right? how well i do have a clue actually that that's the reason why i said actually i don't regret anything as usual if i have said something that was out of turn then and you're triggered then come on the podcast because this would be very interesting to see a different perspective because these are my memories my experiences but to see it on the other side would be very much interesting to me because it's one of those situations where neither parties are, are right yeah, neither parties would be wrong in a sense of like how they that what their perspective was like, because again, that's just somebody's experiences. Um, but for me personally and the way I work, you've got to stand for something. Even in your friendship, you've got to stand for something. Friend two did confront me sometimes saying that I was um, which was great, that I was I contributed to her being upset especially when we're in a group setting because I would also make jokes and do all of these things and laugh at, and friend two said bro when you do that it hurts my feelings and it's embarrassing I think to be called out for your behaviors especially if you think you're a great person um and I think my sister was like yeah you do do that and I felt so cornered but it was so important to be called out because now when we go out 
I can watch myself a lot more. Right? I can watch myself a lot more um, because now you're proving yourself right and me wrong when I was being defensive. When I was being defensive and going, no, that's not the case. That's not the case. You can literally say to me, bro, remember what I was saying the other day? You were doing it just now. Right? Which is something that I fail to do in such a great extent of, like I said, of what was happening. So, you know, it's... It's very, it would be very unfair to hold my f- previous friends accountable for all the, tra- or even just trauma period of my life, right? But I just navigating the friendships, how I was navigating those, this is what happened, yeah? Yeah, I probably contributed to a lot of their misery. Like I said, I was making grown people cry, which is not something that I'm proud of. At the time I was though, because you're a grown person and I'm making you cry. Come and see your life. <laughs> but now in hindsight, I'm thinking you little terrorist. That was awful. Right. And yeah, I just think that there's so many places I could have done better in my friendships. There's so many places where I could have lifted my friends a lot more. There is so many places where I could have told my friends like, yo, that hurts me. There are so many places where I could have praised my friends to be like, when you do that, that makes me happy. Right. But I think in our own way, when we are younger, we communicate in our own way. Like my baby, Olivia, when she communicates with me, with when she's throwing her tantrums and she's doing this, she's communicating with me. Am I willing to listen? That's the question, right? Am I willing to listen? So me kind of saying, well, I don't want to come out or da-da-da-da or I don't want to spend time with you. Or, just little things like that. It's like, are you listening? When was the last time we spent time with each other just one-on-one, deep that, right? Are you listening to the message that I'm trying to communicate with you here? You know, but I can't hold kids accountable. We were young, we were children, but it's been significant enough the friendships were significant enough to the point where they've shaped me into the woman I am today. And that's making them massive contributors into my life. But yeah, man, we had some great, great times. Um, loved friend one with all my heart. Great times, funny, all the rest. But I think there were just some things that didn't align with my spirit, my character and their character were maybe just two different people who outgrew each other over time. Um, and yeah, but current present time, no issue with nobody. I always have to repeat this. No issue with anybody, right? There is no bad blood. So here's to you for one. Um, I don't even know if anyone is even going to know that it's them. Probably just thinking, I don't even know if friend one, I don't even know if any of my previous friends from before listen. I I hope like the message from what I'm saying is received in terms of like, number one, we can do better. No matter how old we are, we can communicate, we can use our words. Where I could have done better was communicate before the fact. Let me get you a cheeky little quote, a cheeky little quote just to wrap this up. The quote I have for you guys today says, acceptance is the road to all change.
Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes.